in the spring, it's always nice out in the garden to see some bees and butterflies pollinating and working in your garden. We're going to be talking with John Gunter, the county director of the UT Extension Service in Fentress County, about how we can attract those boogers to our part of the world. What kind of plants should we plant to attract bees and butterflies to our gardens? Well, you know, with bees and butterflies, you know, the the stimulant for them first and foremost is the color. So, and you know, bees and butterflies, their their uh, anatomy is different in that, you know, butterflies can get nectar out of certain plants, whereas bees, their tongues are short and they can't. But there's always something going on. And, of course, if we look, if you're, you know, we can plant butterfly bushes, you know, uh, there's there's various types of things. I think one of the biggest things that we can do as, you know, residential people or people who farm is kind of watch. And, you know, we want, we want to watch, especially, you know, in the springtime of the year, what kind of things are coming out. You know, all our clovers, and that's a, a huge nectar source for the bees, obviously, is the clover. But also, if you if you look, you know, we really don't get into seeing many butterfly in terms of uh, big numbers until later on in the summer. And that's where you where those butterfly bushes, uh, any kind of your asters that you can plant in your shrubbery. And an, another thing, too, is when we when we do plant those, we want to plant them kind of in a clump or where they're close together. So if you're landscaping and you have a, a set spot on the corner of the house, you want to do you want to landscape for ornamentals and stuff like that. That's that kind of makes it easier for those pollinators to come and be situated at one spot, and they they tend to like being in one spot better than having to go great distances back and forth. Well, they come and, and get the nectar, sure, and share it with other plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some good types of nectar sources that we can plant at all times of the year? Well, uh, you know, for one, you know what. what Something we're finding a lot of, and it's mostly on the bee end of it especially, is the ornamentals. There's a Arborite Vitex uh, plant that's really hardy. It's adaptable to our, our part of the world, and a lot of folks uh, are using it. You know, it's, uh, it's a great nectar source, really, really nice, vibrant bloom. You can trim it as a hedge, or you can also let it grow into a 10-foot, 12-foot tree. Uh, another one that, that's it's not native, but... Uh, it's a really good source for, for nectar around this part of the world. is is called the uh, Korean Evodia tree. Uh, you know, it's said that, that one of those uh, trees in maturity can supply enough nectar for two colonies of bees for a whole year, which is, a, you know, that's just a 10, 12-foot tree. So there's some things out there, obviously, with your clovers and all those things that you want to be able to. And a big thing, too, is if you have a bunch of clover, uh why not, you know, don't mow your yard so far down that, that, you know, everybody likes to get rid of the clover in their pristine yards. But, man, that clover is a really valuable resource for the bees. And if you can go four inches instead of trying to scalp it all the time, even though you may not like the looks of it, it'll, it'll go away pretty soon. But, you know, those and even like dandelions, you know, dandelions is a dreaded uh, weed that everybody hates in our in our in our yards. But it's a. Absolutely a, a great source of pollen and nectar for the bees. John Gunter, County Director, UT Extension, Fentress County. We've been talking about bees and butterflies.